0: Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I know it's Wednesday, but I need some energy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am super, super excited. Every time I get the opportunity to share the word of God, I'm I'm stoked. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because I, the word of God is going forth to you guys. I'm also getting blessed. Glory to God. I heard uh, Casey Price talk about this uh, um, in one of the messages that I listened to a, a while ago. He said, have you ever thought about it? You know, ministers that, uh, you know, call full time. You know, they are preaching all the time when do they get to go to church? Especially people that are on the road. When do they get to go to church and get fed? And he said, it's when you are preaching (laughs) that the word of God is coming. Because many times, and I tell you this, as I prepare the notes um, and all of that stuff, and you guys seen some of my notes, it's probably 20% of the notes that I talk about. The rest of it is inspired on trance. In the Holy Ghost. And that's one of the office of the prophet. And we talked about that in the last teaching we did. You know, people think that the prophet is always, you know, dossier at the Lord, dossier. But his primary ministry is breaking bread, breaking the word of God and teaching and preaching the word of God. Amen. So we are looking at a series on doing the works of Jesus. My friend is back in the house. I missed you. Praise the Lord. Um Glory to Jesus. So last week uh, we started this series on doing the works of Jesus. The Lord is, was prompting me earlier that I need uh, He wants me to share two stories before we get into the material. So um, I was reading a book. you know I, I'm always reading. I'm always studying to continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow. So one of the books I was reading was by Dr. Randy Clark. And in that book, it mentioned um, a ministry opportunity they had in South America. So, you know, every time they go, they take a team with them and they are training uh, men and women on how to work miracles, how to do healings, and things like that. So, in one of the sessions, in one of the cities where they were, uh, there was one particular young lady on their team that was just impressed, captured by the Holy Ghost, to continue to pray for one guy. He just stayed there for almost five hours. And after the five hours was over, there was no evidence of anything, nothing changed. And you know, because uh, some of these sessions are in another city, in another city, so this lady hopped on the plane to come back to the United States. So she never saw the end of that prayer. Why did I stay with this guy for five hours? So. When they go to the next city, the pastor of the other city called Dr. Clark and said, you have no idea what just happened. That lady, I mean, that person that that lady stayed with for five hours, uh, complete deliverance. This guy was blind from birth or something like that, and some other medical condition going on in his body. Three days later, three days later, the miracle manifested. Why do I say that? There are instant miracles. And there are miracles that take a process of time. Nobody has mastered God. Amen? We are learning and growing in the things of God. Nobody has mastered God. Why did it take three days for that to happen? Why did it happen the third day? I don't know. Sometimes it will happen the seventh day. Sometimes it will happen three months down the road. That's why the Bible tells us to hold on to our faith. Hebrews ten thirty eight. The just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, meaning anyone stop living by faith, stop acting in faith, my soul has no pleasure in them. So whether you feel anything or not, whether you experience anything or not, you stay with your faith. Amen? Somebody sent me um, something in the course of last week from the last teaching um, to this one about some... Situation they prayed for, and it seemed not to have, mani- well, not seem. It did not manifest the way they want. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, no, none of us has mastered God. And we don't know all the situation behind that particular situation. So my job, your job, is to continue to believe God, continue to pray, continue to stand. Praise the Lord. So the fact that I pray for that person and nothing happened, not going to stop me from praying. Because that's what the devil wants you to do. Amen? You keep praying, you keep believing God. And if you look at Mark chapter 6, verse 5, let's start with that real quick. Mark chapter 6, verse 5. This is just some preambles. Maybe you start from verse 4. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, Among his own relatives and his own house. Now, he could do no mighty work there, except he laid his hand on a few sick people and healed them. Meaning that the normal operation, the normal uh, thing that happened in the ministry of Jesus is for him to do mighty works. But in this particular place, he could dare do no mighty works. And the Bible told us, and he marveled, verse 6, because of what? Their unbelief. One thing that can stop the power of God from having any effect in your life, around your life, is unbelief. Amen? So your faith is critical to what we are talking about. You have to hold on to your faith. If everyone around me Is running away from God. I don't care. That's their business. I stay with God. Now, it's a good thing to have people around you that believe God because it will inspire your faith. But if they don't, that's fine. They can run with that. And we talked about that last time that what you believe is very critical to seeing the manifestation of God come to pass in your life. If you believe wrong, then you're not going to get anything you must hold on to your faith, no matter what. I learned something from my spiritual father. Uh, he said three things is very important in your walk with God. You must learn these three concepts. How to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Learn, unlearn, and relearn. We, we are very good at learning. You know, we learn, we learn, we learn, we learn, we learn. That's good. Relearn means I know this concept already. Maybe faith, healing, miracles, but continue to grow in it. Continue to relearn. Because there's another dimension that God wants to show you. There's another area God wants to show you. But if you come to, if you approach the word of God like, ah, I already know that. Bishop is going to talk about faith. I can skip it. Uh, Pastor Tom is going to talk about, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the topic is. I can skip it. I already know that. In fact, I wrote a book on it. If you have that kind of attitude, your growth in the kingdom of God will be stunted. If you don't have a teachable spirit, a, a, a spirit that thirsts for more of God, you, you're going to get, stay there. I already know that, you know. I, in fact, I preach it better than, you know, better than you can preach it. There's a man, the man that I mentioned um, on Sunday, he said uh, he invited Benny Hinn to a crusade um, in Nigeria. And it's a big church. I mean, it's a slow day when 100,000 people gather. That's a slow day. So it's a really big church. So Benny Hinn has this uh, salmon notes, basically the message he preached. If you look at the way the church is structured and how God has been using this man, he was teaching his people after Benny Hinn left. He said, the message Pastor Benny preached, the smallest worker in our church would do a much better job than that. But the difference was the anointing. Oh, you can know the letter, you can know how to, you know, put it together and dot the T's and, you know, etymology, all of the Greek word, all of the Hebrew word. But if the spirit is not there, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So we keep pursuing God, we keep running after God in the place of your private prayer time, your private time with the Lord. So all of these things we are talking about, they are all tied together. Amen? Amen. One last thing I want to say, uh, Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. The Bible says, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, and the things which are revealed, they are for us and for our children. The secret things belong unto God. So, because many in the church, they get discouraged because they pray for so-and-so, or maybe they believe God for their mom or their dad, and they, they ended up passing. They believe God for that person, that person, and so because of that, their faith is hindered, their faith is cut off, and so they stop believing God. And some people actually walk away from God. And that's what the devil wants. Your faith should not be based on bread and butter you get from God. Yes, we believe God, absolutely. I have absolute unshaking faith on the integrity of this written word. But the fact that I pray for so-and-so and and I don't see anything yet doesn't stop me from continuing to pray. Amen? In fact, I will... I would double up. I would triple up. (laughs) Glory to God. So I want to encourage you on that. Don't give up on your faith. Continue to trust God and continue to believe God because God is a prayer answering God. Glory to God. So we are going to continue with our teaching today on doing the works of Jesus. We spent some time last week to Lay some foundations on what are the works of Jesus. So I'm going to wrap up on that real quick. And I'm going to go into what the Lord put in my heart today. Praise the Lord. We, we looked at Acts 10.38 last time. The Bible talked about Jesus. Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So I established with us last week that. There are three main categories, and you can expand it further. Preaching, teaching, and healing or miracles. Amen? Preaching, teaching, and healing or miracles. So today, uh, I believe the Lord is leading me to spend some time on the preaching aspect of it. But before we get into that, I want to um, finish up on where we stopped last time. When you look at Matthew 11, let's go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, we are still establishing the works of Jesus. The works of Jesus. And I told us last time, the works that Jesus did, he has authorized you and I to do it. If, you know, I, I shared a story last week of the man that was born blind. And there were many, many uh, stories in the scripture. Uh, Glory to God. The Lord is prompting me. Remember the man by the beautiful gate. That man by the beautiful gate, according to scripture, is in midlife, like 30s and 40s, somewhere in there. He's not a young person. If you study it out, he's not a young person. So the reason I say that is Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ was alive at the same time that he was at the beautiful gate. Because... The event happened shortly after the Lord left, after He was taken up into heaven. and it's the same temple that Jesus would go to, among other temples that Jesus would go to, and Jesus was passing by. Amen. There are, there are some, some events that are scheduled by God. and this particular day, as they were passing by. Say, give me money, just like he always did. Say, silver and gold, I don't have, but what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. Now, you can even make the same argument for the time that Jesus was alive, he had thousands of miracles, thousands of healings. But I also submit to you there are thousands of people that didn't get hit. Right? There are thousands of people that didn't get healed. In fact, in, in one particular episode, when Jesus, in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus was going to the house of Jairus, and the woman with issue of blood gla- grabbed the helm of his garment, the Bible told us, if you read that old story, I mean, Jesus was preaching the word, he was always declaring the word, that woman and Jairus were the only two people recorded in that particular episode that got a miracle. You want to tell me there's nobody in that crowd that is sick, There's nobody in that crowd that needed some other miracle. Amen? Faith is involved. Your faith, my faith is necessary to connect with the power of God, to receive from God. So when you pray for somebody and something doesn't happen, well, stand, keep praying, and trust the Holy Spirit to, Lord, what what do I need to do different here? Do I need to change anything? Do I, I mean... Continue to intercede. Look to the Lord, and he will tell you. Amen? He wants you to have the miracle more than you want to have the miracle. Praise the Lord. All of that is to say that don't give up. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. (laughs) Glory to God. Don't let anyone talk you out of your miracle. They say you are crazy. Fine. That's fine. They say Jesus was crazy. You are in good company. (laughs) Glory to God. So here, uh, John was having a moment of midlife crisis. In Matthew chapter 11, look at verse 4. In fact, let's start from verse 1. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities, to teach and to preach, to teach and to preach, just like I'm doing tonight. And when John heard in prison, he was in prison at this time, about the works of Christ, He sent two of his disciples, and he said to him, Are you the one coming, or do we look for another? Does, doesn't that look like John was having uh, a moment of doubt? Are you the one coming, or should we be expecting somebody else? Now look at the response of Jesus, verse 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and you see. Verse 5, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Verse 6, And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Because Jesus diagnosed the problem. You know, John was having an offense. I want, I want to venture to say that John is like, if you are the Messiah, how come I'm in prison? If you are truly the Messiah, how come all this stuff is happening around us? Why didn't you stop it? You know, I asked God that question a couple of months ago. I said, Lord, you know, generally when there's, you know, evil in the world, specifically in your family, your surrounding, I said, Lord, why is that? He said, Son, you keep forgetting there's an enemy. You have an enemy. And you have to remember that you are a soldier in the army of God. And there's an enemy that is planning, strategizing, and putting things together 24-7, 365 against you. So that's why you can't let up. You can't give up. You can't back down. You keep standing your ground. You keep standing in faith. You keep believing God. You keep confessing the word of God. You keep declaring over your life because there's another realm. We've talked about that. We live in this realm, but there's a spiritual realm around about us right now. Angels are full in this room right now. Because each one of your angels, they go with you everywhere. Because that's a command from the Father. They go with you, whether you see them or not, they are there. So right now, there's a host of angels around me, around you, because they do the word of God. So that's why... You have to be conscious of that. There's an enemy that doesn't want the miracle that God has destined for you. But you have to stand your ground. The Bible says, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And only the violent will take it by force. Not the, "Eh, yeah, whenever God is ready, let him do it, Uh, you will stay. You will stay like that till Jesus (laughs) comes. you got to be violent. Not violent against your neighbor, but violent against the kingdom of darkness. Amen? When you are doing warfare in the place of prayer, you begin to address principalities and powers and the works of darkness. You foul spirit are rebuking the need. Let the lion come out. Let the lion in you come out. Praise the Lord. You don't back down, you don't let go. So in this passage, you begin to see Jesus defining the works. He said, Are you the one to that we're expecting, or should we should be expecting somebody else? And Jesus' response was, Go back and tell John, the blind see, the lame work, the dead are raised back to life. And blessed is that person that is not offended at me. And that applies to us too. You've prayed and you believed God, and it seems like nothing is churning. And we, we, we engage a powerful weapon on Sunday. How many of us were blessed by what God did? Engage a powerful weapon of praise. Amen? That was not the one and done. That's uh, an introduction or a reminder to turn on music at 12 a.m. At uh, 3 a.m., you wake up, turn on music, and begin to worship God and turn on music and because you are, you are engaging spiritual warfare at the highest level when you begin to praise God. And everybody's like, why are you praising God? There's no reason for you to be praying. In fact, you should be crying. In fact, you should be sad. You should be, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> there's, a, there's another realm. And when I engage the weapon of praise, God begins to run circles around the enemy, and they don't know what hit them. Glory to God. So I want to spark that inside you. Don't let it die. Praise. Praise is a weapon. Engage it. So the signs of the coming Messiah is the works that he did. Preaching, teaching, healing. And somebody might be sitting here and say, well, Bishop, I know, you know, God has called you to preach. You know, God has called Pastor Tom to preach, Pastor Willie and all the other, you know, preachers that you know. I don't have a platform. and I, I don't even think I'm called to do that. But preaching and teaching is not just on the platform. When Mama Hardy speaks to me, she's preaching. Come on, she's teaching. When, when Mama speaks to me, she's preaching. She's, you know When you're speaking to yourself, to your family member, you are preaching, you are teaching. When you're encouraging somebody with the word of God, say, my sister, don't worry, God is going to turn it around. It looks like this right now, but don't worry. You know what the Bible says? Let's look at it together. In that moment, you are teaching you are you are preaching the word of god you are encouraging somebody you are saying stand don't give up don't back up because god is about to turn it around you just released word into somebody's life amen what's your evidence the word of god what's your evidence the word of god the bible says in hebrews 11:1 now faith is the substance of the things that we hope for, the evidence of the things that we don't yet see. Why don't we see? Because it's a spiritual element. Amen? What's the proof that you are born again? What's your proof that you are born again? (laughs) You just know it. If they bring you to the whipping post and start whipping you from now till you pass out, you say, keep going. I know I'm born again. I'm blood washed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And they did it to many of our older saints. Many of them, were, they died for their faith. You just know. Amen? Faith is something you don't give up on. So when, when we look at the word of God, you have to settle that God is a miracle-working God, and God will do a miracle for me and through me. Amen? But if you don't believe that, you, that's where you need to start. You need to adjust that belief. Because if you believe that, well, the reason that God did the, uh, that, we have this problem is because God is afflicting I spoke about that last time. God is afflicting me. God is the one putting this sickness on me. God is the one t- uh, you know, teaching me through this sickness or through this disease or through this problem in my family. Uh, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being our teacher. But if you study the Word of God, you will never see the Holy Spirit teaching anybody with sickness. That's false theology. Amen? And there are many parts of the body of Christ that believe that. You believe what the Word says and that Jesus can walk through you and do miracle to you. Another one that we need to look at, Jesus sent uh, the disciples back to John and told them, go and tell them what you see is a sign that I am the one to come. And the same authority has given you and I, as children of God, to go and do the same thing in his name. In Luke chapter 7, verse 18 to 23, is the same thing. He said, go and tell John the things you have heard and you have seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. The poor hear the gospel preached to them. So I encourage those last time, if you want to see miracles... You have to do what Jesus said to do. Amen? You have to believe. And then you have to pray and expect God to do what he said. And I gave us the example of Todd White last time, um, how he prayed for hundreds of times before he starts seeing miracles. And now it's a daily thing. You, you, you tap into that realm. Amen? You just just go there and say, Lord, I know what your word says. So I'm going to put my hand on Miriam. I'm going to put my hand on Pastor Terry. I'm going to put my hand on this person. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I know one day the dam will break. Amen. And then from that point on, you just see miracles all the time. So God is preparing his church for the outpouring that is about to be released upon the earth. So Get ready. There are situations around your family. God has put you there as his voice, as his light. Begin to war in that place. Begin to believe God. Begin to pray. Begin to expect God to turn things around. Amen? Thank God for pastors. Thank God for ministers that are anointed. I'll tell you, many of them started the same place where you started. And then one day, they woke up one day. Over a period of study and waiting upon the Lord and saying, Lord, I know your word said this. I know your word said this. I know. And then one day, boom, everything just broke loose. Glory to God. So don't give up. Don't let anybody talk you out of your faith. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to go to what uh, I believe God put in my heart. So I said preaching, teaching, and healing is very important. It's a core message that Jesus brought. So, what do we preach about? Before we get to that, uh, how many of us know St. Francis Assisi? He's uh, an old saint. He is, being, is constantly being quoted as saying, Preach the gospel at all times, when necessary, use words. Amen? Preach the gospel at all times, when necessary, use words. That is true, but I also want to emphasize the part of preaching the gospel. Your life must preach the gospel. Because there are some people, the only gospel they will be exposed to is your life. The way you carry yourself at work. Uh, You are a believer, you are a child of God, but nobody can tell. That's not a good testimony. You are a believer, you are a child. We only know you as sister so-and-so in church. But uh, out there, they know you as something else. That testimony is not right. Amen? You got to carry the light of God everywhere you go. The Bible says we are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. I'm not saying be obnoxious. Amen? I'm not saying be overbearing. But you don't have to do that. Light dispels darkness. Just leave Jesus out in everything you do. Honesty. You are there when they're supposed to be there. You're not the one that's late all the time. Praise the Lord. Am I preaching to somebody here? (laughs) You're not the one that's the first to leave. You're not the one that has attitude problem. You're not the one that's... You're not a good testimony of Jesus. So people can't say, I want to follow your Jesus. So your life is preaching Jesus. So you have to be conscious of that and be aware that if, you are, if you've been in a place for a period of weeks and nobody can tell that you know the Lord, something is wrong. You need to check your, your salvation. You need to check the man on the inside. Because the Bible says you, we are the lights of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hid. And Jesus went further in that parable. He said, you don't light a candle or a lantern, put it under the bush. You put it on the table so that it will bring light to the whole house. He said, let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You don't go around, you know, you know praying in tongues all the time, no. But just live as a believer you have your integrity, you have your righteousness, you have your holiness, the way you carry yourself, the way your speech, the things, you, the jokes you don't listen to. It, glory to God. It got to a point in, in this place, they, people use curse words, they're like, I'm sorry, Bishop, I, I, I know, I, I know you're here. They start apologizing because they know you don't talk like that. But if you talk with them that way, they'll they be like, he's one of us. Is one of us. You know, one of the things they, they 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 knew about Christians in Antioch was they look like Jesus. Not just in appearance, in the way they carry themselves, in the way they do things, in the way they walk, in the way they talk, in the way they do everything, and also in your faith. In the middle of the storm, you know what I mean by that. In the middle of the storm, when the storm is raging, be a believer. Amen. The storm is raging. You stand your ground. You're raising a hallelujah. And you you, you know, there are all kinds of devils around you saying Satan's name. But you keep saying hallelujah. Like my sister just did last yesterday. You keep raising hallelujah. That's how you live as a light in the midst of darkness. I know, by the way, all of those people that are, you know, devil infested, God loves them. Because my Bible tells me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, for those in church, no, 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 for the whole world, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So there are some people that the only light they will see is your light, that will point them to Calvary. So be very, very sure that your light is representing Jesus. Hallelujah. In your family, are you representing Jesus? Maybe you're in the midst of a family that is full of heathens. But then when you're around them, nobody can tell. Nobody can tell. Your testimony is not different because you, you want to fit in. No, Jesus called us to stand out. He called us to stand out. Again, don't be obnoxious. Don't be overbearing, but stand out. You don't have to be. After a while, they will come to you and say, come pray for me. Glory to God. Papa Hagen said um, in his family, when his mom died, there was one side of the family that was clamoring, because they have a lot of property, that was clamoring for the properties that should belong to his mom. And they were going to go to the lawyers and, you know, you know how it, ha- it happens in families when somebody passes, everybody wants the house, the car, and everybody is pulling out all the stops. And he just said, the Holy Spirit just kept telling him, just keep walking in law, just keep walking I'm going to work it out. And so one day he had an encounter with some of the relatives, they were using all kinds of bomb, the F, the B, the D, all kinds of bomb, they are using it. And he just kept the, 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 the God inside me is bigger than the devil inside you. He just, he just stood there. He didn't say a word. And then after the man was done, he said, you know what, Ken? Why don't you pray for me? You know we all need the Lord. And he began to pray for him. And everything that should belong to him and his mom, his mom's side of the family, he got. Amen? You don't have to fight your home battles. You know, in situations like, just leave it to the Lord and let him fight for you. Be an example of a believer, no matter where you find yourself. Amen? I promise you, all of the things that I said in the last 20 minutes was not on my notes. I believe God wants us to see that tonight, hear that tonight. Let your light shine, that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Be a believer, 24-7, 365. Leave out your faith. Leave out your faith in the, in, the, in the presence of your children. Leave out your faith before your spouse, if they are not believers. Leave out your faith around everyone that comes around you. When problems come up, let's pray. Is that all you know? That's all I know. That's all we need. Glory to God. That's all I know. That's all we need. Let's pray. Come on, let's grab and let's pray and believe God. Amen? And believe God. He say, yeah, well, all this praying that you've been doing, I don't see anything different in your life. Well, don't worry. You're going to see it very soon. Glory to God. So preaching, glory to God, if I can get back to it. Preaching the word of God, the gospel, is one of the uh, threefold, uh, broad works that Jesus did. If you go to 2 Timothy 4.2, 2nd Timothy 4.2, praise the Lord. Be a believer. I charge you, verse 1. Let's start with verse 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long-suffering and teaching. Preach the word, not your opinion. Preach the word, not your church. Preach the word, not your denomination. Preach the word, not what's happening in, in society. Preach the word. Amen? You know, pastor will uh, text me or call me and say, hey, Bishop, uh, I want you to preach on so-and-so and day. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I change it. I'm preaching that day. Glory to God. I go before God and say, Lord, what do you want me to say? And then he begins to speak to me. Preach the word. Be a carrier of the word of god everywhere you go everywhere you go preach the word preaching is necessary it's one of the calling that god has placed on his church and you don't have to have a pulpit ministry like i said be a doer of the word a, a carrier of the word amen every time something comes up in in your sphere of influence preach the word you know God can do this. You know God can turn this around. That's you preaching. Come on, church. That's you preaching. That's you encouraging somebody and giving them an infusion of the word of God. In Matthew 4:23, Jesus said, preach the gospel. <laughs> like I said, not your denomination. Thank God for your denomination. Thank God for your whatever religious affiliation is. But Jesus said, preach. The good news. The good news of the Lord Jesus Christ is that Jesus has come to set the captives free. He has come to release us from any bondage of the enemy. The Bible says in verse 23, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. Another thing you want to know is The gospel is good news. It's good news. Good news that cuts across every area of our lives, whether it's in your health, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in bondage, addiction. There's nothing that God's word cannot touch. Now, what are some of the ways that you can preach the gospel? I mentioned that already. You can use your vocal cords, meaning your voice, to preach or teach someone the word of God. Now, it might be you know, an impromptu thing. You, you weren't planning to do it. It might be at lunch. It might be at Walmart. It might be anywhere. That's why the Bible says you must be ready in season and out of season. You know, you know, It's not like, oh, wait, I need to get my Bible. The Bible should be in you. Amen? Because you put it inside you. You are a carrier of God's word. Amen? Preach the word in season and out of season. You use your life to preach the word of God. Your lifestyle. Leave the word. Not just in church. Leave the word. When you get home and nobody is there, leave the word. Amen? When you are by yourself, leave the word. Don't compromise your holiness. Leave the word. When you are on your computer and on your devices, leave the word. Amen? Be a student and a person that leaves the world in holiness, in faith, in integrity, in humility. The last one that I want us to see in James chapter 1, this is so powerful. James chapter 1, look at verse 22 to 25. It said, But be, James chapter 1, 22. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So the Bible is saying if you are somebody that hears the word, but you don't do it, you're deceiving yourself. It's good to hear the word. Don't misunderstand me and don't misunderstand the word. But you have to combine it with doing it. For example, being born again. You heard the gospel and the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart, you have to do what the gospel says. The gospel says run to the cross and give your life to Jesus. You have to take those actions before you can be saved. The Bible says as many as received him, to them he gave the power or the right to become sons and daughters of God. So you can hear the gospel from now till you die and then you die and go to hell because you did not take the necessary action. Glory to God. There was a story that was going around which I think is very powerful, and the Lord is prompting me to bring that in here. There was a man that was hospitalized. This man has lost a lot of weight; his bone and skin, or skin and bones. And so they brought the doctor over, and the doctor was examining him, and he said, "Well, what's what's your verdict, doctor?" You know, these are believers, and he's a believer, too. Uh, Well, the problem here is not anything, you know, medical. The, The medical condition here is malnourishment. This guy is literally close to death. We need to get some food inside him. So... Uh, And it's just just a few hours to leave. So they said, well, what's your favorite thing? You know, filet mignon, you like collard green. you like cornbread, you know, whatever you like. So they went to the kitchen and started whipping up all this good food. And so they brought the food to the man by the bedside in the hospital. And the man began to say, I believe (laughs) if I eat that food, I'm not going to die. Now, I want to ask us, is it true? Historically, if you if he eats the food, he will begin to gain his strength back, and he won't die. It's true. If he drinks the juice, the you know everything that he brought, all the good food, he's not gonna die. But he has to take the next step, ha, 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 ha. not just believe it, but actually do it, actually take the. Come bread and put it in your mouth and chew it and swallow it. Actually, take the corn, put it in your mouth and chew it and swallow it. That means you have to be a doer of the word in order for the word to have any effect around your life. So the man kept saying, I believe if I eat that food, I'm not going to die until he died. So you have to be a doer of the word. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forget what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and not just look, but continuing it, and is not a forgetful earer, but a doer of the work. This one is blessed in what it does. I'll give you another good example that will bring this point home. We know the Word of God teaches us to give. The Bible says give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. The Bible says that tight belong to the Lord. Ten percent belong to the Lord. And He said if you do this, I will open the windows of heaven... And pour down blessings so that there is not enough room to contain it. Now, if you don't do it, you cut yourself off from that covenant. You are a Christian, you are born again, you are a child of God, but you are broke as the church rat (laughs) because you are not a doer of the word. Somebody say, Well, I can't afford to give 10%, it's too much. Well, you can't afford not to. Uh, You cannot afford not to. You begin to do it and trust him. That's where faith comes in. It doesn't make sense. How do I give 10% of my money plus a little over that in my sowing and my giving, and that's supposed to meet my needs, when 100% is not meeting my need? Well, you have to do the math of the Holy Ghost. Uh, It's a little bit complex. It's got some algorithms and calculus and all of the complex mathematics inside it. It's a a different math. (laughs) It's a different math. It's a math of faith. So you have to be a doer in order to be a receiver of what the word promise. You have to be a... If you are not a doer, you're just wasting your time. That's why the Bible says that person is deceiving himself. Until you begin to do, then you begin to see the promise show up in your life. You must be a doer. I remember when I was in college... My dad wasn't, uh, at that time, there was money problems. So, uh, in fact, I'm going to be very transparent. When I was going into college, I literally went into my dad's closet. My dad is a little bit bigger and taller than me. I took the clothes that he was using, that they are not brand new. I took it to the tailor to size it down to go to college. You know, when you're going to college, you get brand new clothes, brand new shoes. Mama, you know, you know go to the bank and break the bank and use credit card or not. But we don't have credit card in Nigeria at the time. So that's how I went to college. Hand me down from my dad. Of course, it wasn't very, very cool in college. You know, hand me down. But I was a good student. But the same God. So at that time, my dad would give me... Uh, pocket money for, for the month. And the pocket money is not enough to get to half of the month. But then I learned, I was exposed to Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland at the time. I began to read the books. I began to learn. The, the Holy Spirit began to teach me about the things of God and how faith works. So then I would take 10% trembling. <laughs> trembling. Sometimes you have to start with that trembling because you don't know if this is going to work. If this doesn't work, I'm I'm in trouble. I'll take 10% and I'll give it. And then I'll find out the month is over and I still have some money left. How did that work? <laughs> how did that work? What kind of math is this? I love this math. And then I so that's how I, I was introduced to being a doer. It's not just hearing. You know, you can hear and, hear and 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 nothing is happening in your life. You have to hear the word and do it. Jesus was at a wedding, Cana of Galilee, and they ran out of wine. And the mother of Jesus came to bother him. It's like, Jesus, they are out of wine. said, why are you telling me? Am I selling wine on the side? <laughs> I'm just paraphrasing now. Why are you telling me? I don't sell wine. And then he turned to the attendants and said, whatever I tell you to do, do it. Nike, just do it. Whatever the Lord tells you to do, just do it. In other words, when you read the word of God on anything, do it. When you hear a prophetic word, do it. We know what happened. Jesus told them to go and draw water to go and draw water. What has water got to do with wine? Well, you use water to make wine, so I get that. But what has water got to do with wine? And the guys are like, "Uh, "Okay, Jesus is doing it again. He's doing the weird stuff he does. Okay, let's just do it. Mama says, whatever he tells us to do, we should do it. So they did it. And you know the story. They drew the water and took it to the master of the ceremony. And it's the best wine. You know where the wine came from? from the father amen so if you want to see god move in your life you are not just going to be a hearer of the word but a doer a doer of the word to the extent that you obey god to the extent that you do the Word, you begin to see miracles in that area so i want you to begin to ask the holy spirit right now lord show me areas where i'm just a hearer i'm just hearing and I'm not taking the steps. In another example, Peter and the disciples, they saw somebody walking on water coming towards them. And they were afraid. They thought it was uh, a ghost. And Peter said, uh, Master, is that you? He said, it's me. If it's you, bid me come. Now, unless he steps out of that boat, he can never see the miracle of walking on water. You have to be a doer. You have to take the risk of fate. You have to take the risk of looking foolish to pray for that person, to pray for the next person, to pray for the next person, and then the next person, and then the next person, without losing enthusiasm, without losing your, uh, your, your confidence in what the words, because the word says they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It's not my job to make them recover. My job is to lay hands on them. It's not my job. My job is to lay hands on it. My job is to believe. My job is to do what the Word says and let Him do that part. Amen? So be a doer, not just a hearer of the Word. You have to be a doer of the Word of God. And what is the Holy Spirit telling you to do in that particular instance? You follow that. You do what the Lord is leading you to do. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is our helper. John 14, 26 is our helper. We are not alone in this life that we are living. He's here to help us. You know, I said last time that the Holy Spirit is that you, the Holy Spirit that you got and that I got is not half Holy Spirit or one-tenth Holy Spirit or a different kind of Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit that came on Jesus. You know, just think about that. The same Holy Spirit that came on Jesus is on you, is in you. So, (laughs) what are the things that we saw happening in the life of Jesus? Miracles, signs, wonders. So you and I need to contend. I say, Lord, your word says this, and I'm just going to believe you. I'm just going to believe you. If everybody around me is not going to believe it, I'm going to believe you. Amen? That is you doing the works of Jesus and stepping out in faith. And every time we do that, God is, the, the heart of the Father is glad. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that God exists and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So preaching the word of God is not just by words, it's also by your lifestyle the way you live, the way you do things, and being a light wherever God has placed you. You know, where my sister works, uh, sitting in the back, well, I don't know where she works. I, I will never encounter people in that place, but she can. God put her there, you know, like George Phyllis, all of the people that come into your courtroom begin to, I know you do, uh, begin to declare over the atmosphere as a reformer, as a light in that place. God has planted each one of us strategically where he has placed us, not just to warm the bench, but to enforce the kingdom where he has put us. Amen? Be a light to your children, to your relatives, to people around you. That's doing the works of Jesus. If you look at Acts 15 verse 7, Acts 15 verse 7. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 7. The Bible says here, And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God chose among us that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledge them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. That's why I said earlier that the same Holy Spirit that fell on Peter, the same Holy Spirit that was on the Lord Jesus Christ, the same Holy Spirit that you got, that I got. You don't have a lesser Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit. Look at verse 8. I'm sorry, verse, verse 8. So, God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as it did to us, and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? Remember what was happening here? They were talking about circumcision and uncircumcision, and He was emphasizing they have the same Holy Spirit. Why are you putting all this bondage on them? Amen? Glory to God. So what I want us to see in that passage is just to emphasize that we have the same Holy Spirit just as this man that we read about in the book of Acts. So how do we get to the place where we begin to see physical manifestation of miracles, signs, and wonders? You lay hands. You pray. You do it. You do it. Just do it, like Nike. Just do it. Pray and believe God. Pray and believe. And the, as the volume rises, you begin, your faith will begin to rise. Your faith will begin to rise. And one day, it's just going to break. And you start seeing miracles and healings. Uh, because we think that oh, miracles are only for, you know, the evangelists, the pastors, the Benny Hines. And thank God for them. God has called them specifically for, you know, uh, Stage ministry, if I can use that term, you know, pulpit ministry. But that doesn't mean you and I cannot pray and believe God. We are part of the same body, the same body of Christ, the same Jesus that was doing miracles inside you, is inside me. Amen? So be bold as a lion and declare the word of God, expecting God to do what his word says he will do. Now, when you look at First Corinthians 1, 1 Corinthians one twenty six, I want to make sure that I finished today. Glory to God. Next week, we are going to look at some practical steps we can begin to take to grow and to begin to challenge our faith for healings and for miracles. And some things that I've also learned from others that are ahead of me. Glory to God in the things of God. You know, hallelujah. I'm so excited about that. But I want to lay the foundation of preaching and teaching as the works of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1, look at verse 26. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things that are mighty. The base things of this world are the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring nothing the things that are. In other words, the ordinary everyday person, everyday child of God, everyday daughters of God, sons of God, that would dare to believe him that would dare to believe what the Bible says. Oh, thank God. You know, I, I've heard testimonies from Pastor, from Pastor Terry and many of you that have gone to uh, ministry, um, evangelism in other, st- in other countries, in South America, even what's happening in Africa, all kinds of miracles, signs and wonders. People have been asking that question. How come we don't see the kind of miracles that's happening in Africa happening over here? How come we don't see, you know, the blind and the lame, all this crazy miracle that happened over there? I'll tell you one of the reasons why we don't see as much in the United States. Because we have option. Jesus is just one of the options. You know, you go to places like that, if God doesn't show up, that's it, they are dead. They have no option. They have no plan B, no plan C, no plan D. I know it because I used to live there. Uh, uh, there's no, there's no, you know, pastors talked about that. There's no medical plan. There's no uh, uh, Part B, med- Medicare Part A, Part B. There's none of that. Jesus, that's it. That's it. So that's why the faith level is so high, because if Jesus doesn't show up, they're done. It's over. In America, if I'm believing God for a certain amount of money and it's not showing up, in the back of my mind, I'm looking at my credit card, right? In the back of my mind, I'm going to call Sister Terry. I know she's got money. In the back of my mind, I'm going to call Brother Ron. I know he's got money. Maybe he will borrow me or lend me. But when you get to a place that you're looking at God and God alone, you begin to see the hand of God move. And that's a challenge for us that live in America, because America is blessed. America is blessed, and it's God's hand on America that blessed America. But as believers in America, we have to be mindful of that. If you have plan B and C, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to be like blind Bartimaeus. Be of good courage, Ecole D. I didn't know this as I was studying in the last two or three weeks. I found out, I don't know if you guys know this, the reason that uh, it was very significant that the Holy Ghost highlighted the fact that he threw away his garment was because that garment is like Social Security. Because they want to be sure that you are begging and you are legitimate to be begging. So that garment guaranteed from the government that this guy is truly... Uh, disabled that's why he's begging so him throwing that garment is saying Lord I'm, 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 I'm separating myself from what I trusted because that garment guaranteed money some stipends coming in from people that are coming by and giving him some money but the moment he had be of good courage he called it. he said ah, that's it I'm, I'm living that life and then he threw that garment away And remember, this guy is blind. How are you going to find it? Somebody else will find it, and then they will be using it to make money. It's like, no, I don't need it anymore. Glory to God. And you know what happened. They told him to keep quiet. Bishop, stop talking about faith. Good luck with that. (laughs) Stop talking about this word. Good luck with that. David, stop talking about faith. Teresa, stop being aggressive in the spirit. Good luck with that. No, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep believing God. He threw that garment away. He's like, no, oh, he's calling me. This is my moment. Hallelujah. This is my moment. This is my moment. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to back up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to back up. I'm going to keep trusting God and believing God that what his word said is true. There are some times that I'm going to, I'm planning to talk about that next week, but I want to give us some advance on that. You know, the Bible talked about Joseph. Joseph had an encounter with God when he was a younger man, and God gave him an advance plan of his purpose for his life that one day dad mom and your brothers will bow to you in other words i've made you the head and guess what happened to joseph he went into slavery it's like god before you gave me a prophecy everything was good what's going on here i don't like this deal the bible said in the book of Psalms, the word of the lord tested him Meaning that that word that you receive, whether it's the Rema or the written, will test you. Do you truly believe it? Do you truly believe that he's a healer? Uh, do you truly believe that he's a miracle worker? You have to stand. I believe. On days that the pain gets worse, I believe the word of God. On days that the pain is better, I believe the word of God. When it looks like what God said concerning you is not going to work, it's not going to happen, you keep saying, I believe. Glory to God. You bring your Bible out, and I've done this before. I'm not saying you should. I put my Bible down, and I stood on it. I said, Lord, I'm standing on it. I am standing on it spiritually and literally so if this thing goes down i'm going down with it i'm going down with it lord if this thing goes down i'm going down with you glory to god you have to get to that point that you burn every bridge like blind batimius you burn every bridge no more holding on to anything glory to god god spoke to me about Uh, my family about my wife and said something to me and gave me some prophetic marker that are already happening He said this is going to happen and this is going to happen at the time we were saying it in fact I we came back from church as we were driving into the garage that bubbling started and I started prophesying inside the car to my family so my daughters my wife they heard it and I wrote it down and it's happening just like God said amen It's happening just like God says. So I know, and God is beginning to, you know, bubble inside of me. Ooh, you're about to see what you've never seen before. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, stand. You are closer to your miracle than what the enemy is telling you. That turnaround that you are believing God for, for your family, for yourself, for your career, for your ministry, for your body, you are closer than what the enemy is telling you. In fact, when the pain goes up, when the pressure goes up, it's an indication that you are just around the corner. Uh, you're just around the corner. Glory to God. So don't give up. Don't give up your faith. Don't give up what God has placed inside of you. I'm speaking to that man on the inside. I'm speaking to that gifting upon your life. I'm speaking to that miracle inside of you to arise this night. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't give up. Keep standing. Keep believing. Keep declaring. Keep prophesying. Keep preaching. Keep teaching. Keep standing. Keep believing God. Keep waking up in the middle of the night and praying. Keep believing God day in, day out. Because that's God's expectation anyway. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Faith is not for an event, it's a lifestyle. It's not just, oh, my eyes are hurting, so I believe God for that. And once I'm done, okay, we move on to the next project. No, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. So, Father, I'm going to step out in faith. You are going to step out in faith. Everything that you are believing God for tonight, I want us to believe God together tonight. So, you are going to open your mouth. Uh, You are going to use the man on the inside of you. And I want you to pray a simple prayer of faith. And tell God, Lord, concerning this, concerning that, concerning that, uh, Lord, I believe you. Over my job, over my health, I believe you. Your word says in Matthew 8:17 that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet himself, took my infirmities and bore my sickness. But, Bishop, I prayed about that yesterday. Pray again. Pray again. It's not lack of faith. I used to believe that many years ago, but the Lord opened my eyes. That you believing and praying again is actually showing how much you believe me and trust me. Amen? So pray right now. I want you to pray. This is not uh, time to look at me. I want you to truly tell God about the desires in your heart. This is another opportunity to exercise your faith for that miracle, for that turnaround that you are believing God for. Because they have the same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had. It's not less, it's not less powerful, is the same Holy Spirit. And so, Father, for everyone under the sound of my voice and those that are watching from home, I join my faith with them, your word says, we are two of you shall agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. And so, Father, I join my faith with them tonight in the name of Jesus for that miracle, for that healing, for that breakthrough that they are believing you for for that turnaround in their family, for that harmony they are trusting God for, for their children, their grandkids. Lord, I decree and I declare, Satan, take your hands off of God's people. I decree healing. I decree breakthrough. I decree miracles, signs, wonders over everyone in the house and those that are watching from home in the name of Jesus every oppression and depression of the enemy i cancel it now in the name of jesus I break every chain, every yoke of the enemy over your life in Jesus' mighty name. I curse pain. I command it to lose your its hold over your life in the name of Jesus. Pain, I address you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I stand as one of your mouthpiece tonight, and I decree and I declare: every spirit of infirmity lose God's people now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of lack. Lose God's people now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that my everything my father has not planted that is growing inside your body that is trying to find room in that house that God has given you. I address it tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to pack your bag and go in the name of Jesus. for he has given us authority. He has given me authority to trample on serpents and scorpion and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt me. So therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I stand as your mouthpiece tonight and I declare the blessings of God over your life, over your household, over your body, in the name of Jesus. I command pain to live now in the name of Jesus. I command your body to be made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. I command the prosperity of God to come into your house to come into your affairs in the name of Jesus father I decree and declare over global river a revival that you have said that you have promised I call it forth, people coming from the east from the west from the north to come and drink from this well in the name of Jesus every chronic condition every chronic situation I address you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to lose God's people and be gone in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare open heavens over your life, over your finances, over your family in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we honor you tonight. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you. We praise you. Are we blessed tonight? Are we blessed tonight? (laughs) Are we blessed tonight? Are you are you going to back up? Who's gonna back up? Who's gonna stop? <laughs> I don't I don't believe anybody here is gonna stop. You stand, you stand, you stand, you keep standing. And so, Father, we just thank you for tonight. We we praise you, we give you praise. With Bible says iron sharpens iron as a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Lord, I thank you for what you released tonight. Lord, I thank you for prophetic dreams, prophetic insight into the word of god thank you for the holy ghost holding our hands and saying daughter this is what you declare son this is what you say and so father i thank you for putting your words in our mouth and giving us the boldness of a lion to declare in the midst of the battle and raise a hallelujah and raise a praise and raise a hallelujah even in the midst of the pain raise a pain i mean raise a hallelujah rather raise a praise Lord, we declare that you are our Lord and we are victorious. You are our Lord and we are victorious. We declare victory in the house, victory in every family, victory in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every situation that has seemed to not move, I command you, mountain, move in the name of Jesus. Turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around in the name of Jesus. That's doing the works of Jesus. That's doing the, doing the works of Jesus is stepping out in faith. Doing the works of Jesus is declaring the word of God. Doing the works of Jesus is proclaiming the word of God. Father, we thank you because it's done. We declare it tonight and so shall it be in the name of Jesus. You know, when you see God move in one area of your life, he encourages your faith in other areas of your life. I'm telling you, I have seen God move in, other, in, some, in many areas of my life. And so it's encouraging me in a particular area. <laughs> because it's the same God that is moving over here that will move over here. And the fact that I don't see anything yet, that's the operative word, yet, doesn't mean that it's not moving. So stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground in faith. Be unmovable. Stand your ground in faith and expect the great I am to show up. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. Are we blessed tonight? Are we blessed tonight? Glory to God. I wish we had more time, but we'll continue next week the Holy Spirit in you is not puny. It's not small. Act like it is. Act like he is truly the third person of the Godhead. And open your mouth. The devil doesn't want you to open your mouth. I've, I've learned on days that I feel like I don't want to pray. That's the day that I really turn it up. <laughs> I turn it up. Glory to God. God bless you it's, it's very uh, risky to give a preacher a microphone. He will keep talking. Praise the Lord. We bless God for tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you have done. Thank you for your teaching and the word that you released tonight. And we bless you, for uh, folks, that are watching from home. Declare the word of God in your house, declare the word of God around you, mark your territory. And stand like you are the king's kid. Amen? Don't take no nonsense around you. Ah, no. Because the papa has authorized you. Hallelujah. Glory to God.